All right. Welcome, everybody, to A Matter of Public Health, a podcasting service of the Kent County Health Department. This is our inaugural podcast. So thanks for joining us for that. Joining us today is Brian Hartle. He's the supervising epidemiologist here at the Kent County Health Department. And we're going to be talking about flu shots. Brian, why do I need a flu shot? Who needs a flu shot? Everybody needs a flu shot, Steve. Um, it's the most effective way to prevent yourself from getting the influenza virus uh, each year. Um, you know, the flu is uh, very um, dangerous, uh, especially to those individuals who are very young and very old, uh, those who have underlying health conditions like asthma and diabetes and things like that. So uh, we want to make sure people are protected. Uh, we can do other things to protect ourselves from the flu, like wash our hands and cover our cough and things, things like that. But the flu vaccine is the most effective way to prevent yourself from getting it. You know, it's interesting. The other night I was uh, at a social event and we were talking with some people and, and somebody said, you know, that flu shot gave me the flu. Oh, man, you can't get the flu from the flu shot. Can I get the flu from the flu shot? No, uh, you can't. Uh, so there's a common myth that uh, people get sick from the flu shot. I mean, there there are some, you know, side effects from the flu shot. You can feel a little bit off, you know, after you get it. But, uh, you know, these are inactivated vaccines, so there's no live virus in the vaccine. So, um, you know, you may have a little bit of a reaction or feel a little bit weird after it, but, you know, you can't get the flu from the flu shot. Now, for folks out there who don't know what an epidemiologist does, you basically track everything in numbers. You can tell us what's going on in, in diseases out there, right? Yeah, exactly. We uh, study the impact of diseases on populations. That's what we do. So uh, anything from influenza to gastrointestinal disease from, to cancer to substance abuse, uh, we do a lot of analysis of data. Uh, we do a lot of surveillance where we collect data from healthcare providers and schools and um you know, individuals who call us uh, on all sorts of different topics, and we make sure we identify what's going on in the community, and we can look at different levels of activity of gastrointestinal or influenza-like illness activity in our community. And certainly the flu is going to be one of those things that you are going to be surveilling this year. What, what can you tell us about years past? Is there a way to predict what we might be looking at this season? That's really hard to predict. You know, we can take a look at what uh, things have gone on like the, in the Southern Hemisphere. So the flu starts uh, early in the summer, Southern, southern Hemisphere because they just got done with their, their winter down there. So we do know that the flu kind of started early uh, in the sun, st- Southern Hemisphere. We can kind of track what type of viruses are circulating down there to kind of give us an indication of what we might be seeing up here. But the flu is really good at changing. Um, it can even change within the season where we, especially last season, which was an interesting one where we had one flu virus circulate at the beginning of the season and then things kind of fell off and we didn't see much activity and then another flu virus circulated later in the uh, season like in March and so we had more people get sick from a different virus so uh, the best thing or the most interesting thing about the flu is it's unpredictable. As I read uh, later in the year I remember last year looking at the flu season started reading uh, as news stories come out and reading that the, the vaccine had been only a certain percentage effective. What And I think that number was like 60% or maybe even lower than that. What does that mean to me? Because I think then when I see that, well, you know, I didn't want to take that thing in the first place. And now here it is only 60% effective. What, mm-hmm. what does that really mean? Well, uh, the flu vaccine is kind of a, it's a bit of a, it's an informed guessing game uh, in terms of what viruses are in the vaccine. So they can put four different viruses in the vaccine, usually two influenza A viruses and two influenza B viruses. And so um, they monitor, like I said before, other areas of the world where they see the vaccine, the different types of viruses circulating and they make prediction on what's going to happen here. Uh, Sometimes that prediction is really good. uh, Sometimes the prediction misses. And so that's where we get that effectiveness. And so 60% 
60% is actually a pretty good number for the effectiveness of the flu vaccine because there's been other seasons when that's been a lot lower. How many people die in this country annually of the flu? I think people think, well, it's just the flu. I'll shake it off. But that's really not the case, is it? Right. Well, the flu is very serious, like I said before. And um, on average, about 24,000 people uh, in the United States die from flu complications each year. Uh, most of those individuals are older, uh, 65 years of age and older. But we do and we have seen young kids um, be impacted by the flu virus. Um, those kids who are younger than the age of 18, we've had not a lot, but um, we've definitely seen uh, kids um, younger than 18 be impacted and die from, from the influenza virus. So if you could have saved 60% of those lives, that's a lot of people. That 60% would have mattered an awful lot to those 24,000 people. You bet, yeah. That's, that's really kind of amazing. Why do you, what are the, one of the, some of the reasons you hear why people say they don't want to go ahead and take that flu shot? Uh, there are many reasons. You know, I think that's, um, you, you touched on one of them. Some people think that, you know, they get it, um, they get the flu shot, and then they get sick. Um, other people I've heard say, the only time I ever got a flu shot was the worst illness that I ever had, you know, in my life. Um, I think the flu sometimes gets uh, mis. Uh, construed what the flu is. Uh, influenza is a respiratory infection. And so it's a cough illness, upper respiratory infection, uh, where you get um, you know, sore throat, fever, uh, troubled breathing. Uh, but it's really systemic, uh, a systematic disease where you get body aches, chills, fever, headache, and it's kind of like a whole body disease. Um, it's not the stomach flu. We hear that a lot. It's not when I'm throwing up. That's, yeah. See, then that's what, that's what mom said. That was the stomach flu. Mm-hmm, right. So, so gastrointestinal disease, vomiting, diarrhea, while the flu can cause that, it's, it's unlikely um, that it causes those types of symptoms. So, so if someone gets the influenza vaccine and then later that year they've got a bout of, of norovirus, which causes, you know, vomiting and diarrhea, they may say, oh, that, that was caused by the flu. Or I didn't, I got the flu even though I got the vaccine, but that's not the case. That's not I took the vaccine. shot, now I'm throwing up. They must be related, right? Exactly. But that's not, that's not what's going on there It's not all. the case, no. Completely different diseases. I think a lot of people just don't consider how sick it can make you. And then another thing that I've seen in in the past is people showing up to work very sick. (laughs) And now I've got it. Now everybody in my office has got it. Now everybody's got it. That's a tough message to send to some folks because uh, getting the time off works for some people is, is difficult. But it's really important, isn't it? It is. You know, I think that's the thing that we, um, stress a lot is if you're feeling sick, uh, don't share it with other people. Um, last or a couple of years ago, we had a really good example of this. We had a local outbreak where there was a conference in town and um, we had a lot of people at the conference get sick while they were visiting and, and they still went to the conference meetings while they had a fever, while they were coughing, while they were you know sick. And we had hundreds of people, you know, get influenza A, you know, from that environment. And so that's a perfect example, I think, of, of what not to do uh, when you're feeling sick. I mean, in offices environments, schools, school environments, you're all close to each other. And if you're not feeling well, if you have a fever and you don't feel well, it's the worst thing to do to come come to work or school. Uh, stay home, take a couple of days off. And we understand that people don't always have, you know, paid time off and things like that, that that gets in the way of that. But uh, think about your, your fellow coworkers, your fellow classmates, um, and, and stay home. How do I know when I'm contagious? Well, you typically want to be free of a fever for 24 hours. That's kind of what we 
recommend for people. Uh, if you have a fever, the flu typically always has a fever. And so once your fever uh, is gone uh, without any medications, like those Motrin, Tylenol, those things like that can reduce your fever. Um, but we want you to be fever-free for 24 hours without the use of any medications. All right. The most important thing for folks to know, take that shot, right? Exactly. Take the shot. All right, folks, thanks for joining us on, again, the inaugural podcast of A Matter of Public Health. We hope to bring you a lot more of these in the future. Brian, thanks for joining me this afternoon. Yep, thanks a lot, Steve. You're welcome. Have a great day.